Hey, this is Dave Pryor. We are at Agile 2019 in the leading Agile booth. Linda Rising is here. Good morning. Thank Good you morning. for coming by. Um, so I, before we talk about what we're going to talk about, can, how do you describe you and what you do other than what you said right before we started because I don't want to say that well I said I'm incredibly old and I think that's really important because one of the reasons why I'm still working okay even at my advanced age of 77 is that I want to carry the message that if I can do it you can do it okay and that if you enjoy it I think oh retirement is overrated okay and people are happier when they feel like when they're, they're contributing yeah. and when they enjoy what they do. So how do you, th- this is totally not what I was going to ask you about, but, <laughs> okay. but this is something I'm very curious about. Yeah. How do you stay excited about what you're doing? I mean, it would be easy if you just be like, yeah, whatever, I'm just going to sit around. But, well, but Dave, it, the answer is so obvious. I get to talk to people like you. <laughs> I get to you hang get out to at conferences just like this okay. and meet new people because I just met two people who are working in your booth today that I'd never met. And okay. they say, what? Who are you? And I have to tell them that and what I do, and that keeps me going. Okay. Well, Indeed. that's cool. All right. So, <laughs> now we're going to segue into the actual topic. Yes. Last year, yes. you gave a talk about Daniel Kahneman's book, Thinking Fast and Slow. Indeed. And we sat here, and you told me all about System 1 and System 2, and I got all excited and started to read the book, and I gave up on that and started listening to the book. The book is massive and it's so massive you've come back to give another talk about the book yes yes and your experience is typical okay it it doesn't have anything to do with intelligence or determination it's just a long slog dense yeah and dense and full of uh, lots of experimental evidence and useful tips really useful tips yeah but people can't get through it yeah and I think when I realized that I thought I'm going to have to do something if I believe this is important and I do. Okay. I have to do some translation okay. or some way of, I'm not going to say dumbing it down because I'm not. Well, making the information more accessible. Yeah. And, and maybe useful that, all right, people don't want to hear it. They need to know there is evidence. Yeah. We're not just saying, oh, here's a great idea. And I tried it a couple of times. We really need to know that there's experimental evidence. Okay. So we, we will assume that. So I don't always talk about the experiments, but we need to have that information translated so people can do a better job of thinking. Okay. That, that's what we do. Yeah. That's what we all do. And there is a lot of surprising stuff in the. I mean, yes. going through it, there's some of the results of those studies. I'm like, wow, that is the exact, which is basically what the book's about. That's the opposite of what I thought it was going to be. Counterintuitive. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. And the, the notion that you really have two brains, that you have a system one, the big, giant, unconscious. Yeah. That has so much to offer and is so underused. Right. And then we have our small, overused system two. Yeah. And we think that's what thinking is all about. And so we focus on that. Right. And we think, if I want to come up with an idea, uh, some innovative solution or some complicated problem, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to consciously think about it. (laughs) And we overuse system two and we underuse system one. So what are some things that we can do? And that's what I talked about last year is what for you are ways that you can take away some suggestions from the book and do a better job of thinking. And I didn't get to what you can do in groups 
I ran out of time. Okay. And so this year I'm back and I'm going to sort of do part two okay. where we're going to focus on, well, what does that mean for a lot of people who are in a room together? Okay. And so this is going to be on Thursday at 1045. Yes. More about thinking fast More and slow. More about thinking fast and slow. Okay. But it's about meetings okay we and all love meetings yeah absolutely yeah we can't we can't get enough of meetings <laughs> we should schedule meetings. more yeah and so why wouldn't we want those to be better okay yeah and so it's not that kahneman doesn't have any research on meetings per se okay but he has a lot of research on thinking fast and slow and of course that's what people are doing in a meeting yeah and group, are any thinking. kind of group interaction yeah yeah exactly decision making stuff like that so some useful tips Okay. First of all, we know that conscious attention, well, how many interviews are you doing today? Ten. Uh, I know those poor people yeah. at the end. <laughs> that's, that's an enormous burden on your system, too, because you're awake for all of those, aren't you? Yeah, or, or well, at least I do most the best of them. I can, yeah. Yeah, in, indeed. So you're overusing. Absolutely. System Overtaxing two. the system. It has a limit. It mm -hmm. has a limit. It gets tired. Yeah. Uh, you can measure that. And it also needs a considerable amount of energy, so you have to make sure you eat. Yep. You know, Chris was having his breakfast this morning, yeah. so you have, have your breakfast, feed your brain. Yep. You wouldn't run a marathon without eating, would no. you? No. And so, I got to take periodic breaks and exactly. Clear so out that's my what mind. you're doing today—a marathon. Yeah. You're doing a system to marathon. Yep. So take breaks, plenty of water. Make sure you have some calories to yep. keep your system to going. But the big one is a time limit. Okay. You can only focus for consciously so for a limited amount of time. And it's been measured. 50 minutes max. 15. 50. 50. Five okay. Zero. Five zero. I'm five zero. Okay. So here's the first recommendation for any meeting. If you're going to get a bunch of people together and yeah. you want them to pay attention, you want them to consciously yeah. pay attention and contribute, think. Keep it short. It should never, and my recommendation is 45 minutes. Okay. Because if you set a timer for 45 minutes, then somebody, someone will Someone's say, oh, well, don't forget, yeah. guys. We, yeah, and, and there will go another five minutes, okay. and you still want people to pay attention. So no more than 45 minutes. Okay. The end. Period. All right. Period. In fact, nothing <laughs> should ever be. Longer, Longer than, than 45 minutes. Well, we won't tell that to uh, Ken and Jeff. Because well, <laughs> yeah. You may think you're paying attention. Yeah. Well, that I can totally see where some manager would be like, I'm going to have a four-hour status meeting because yeah. I don't need them to be folk. I just need them to take turns telling me what's going yeah. on the rest of the time, whatever. Right. Thinking right. that the person running the meeting can stay focused yeah. for a couple hours, and they can't either. Or online courses are a perfect example. I have yeah. lots of friends who are taking online courses and they say, well, Linda, no, I, I do that for two or three hours. And I say, no, you don't. Yeah. Your system <laughs> playing, too yeah. will take a break. Yeah. It will do it. E even if you don't allow it, it will do it. It will go somewhere else and say, I just want to drift yeah. and daydream. I don't want to consciously work very hard. It'll do it automatically. Can you tell when that's happening? Just if you have some sort of monitor and uh, say, you know, every 10 minutes or so, am right. I really thinking about this? Okay. Am I really thinking about this? That's one way you can do it. Okay. But it's actually been measured using pupil dilation. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Your pupils dilate. Now I'm focused. super nervous about my eyes. I'm looking and at your pupils you know, right yeah, now, like, Dave. So It's not cool. <laughs> 
See, I can tell he's you're not paying attention. No, at I all. am. I'm yeah. trying to think of the next question. So, what um, other than like, what can we do to to keep people present and mindful and, and alert? I mean, are there things you can do to kind of refocus them or bring them back? One I mean, like the, in classes, they say sure. move them around. Stuff Absolutely. Like that. One of the things you can do is not have them sit. Okay. So sitting is the worst. We are evolved creatures, right? And we spent an enormous amount of time walking. Yeah. That's what we're hardwired to do is walk and look at the horizon. Okay. And what we do now is sit and we look down. Okay. We don't do our best thinking of any kind in that position. But, but there's so the we whole thing about your eyes meetings. tracking like when you're yeah. thinking about processing stuff. and Should have people stand up. Okay. Walk around. Okay. It changes the dynamics of the meeting. Now, some people are not comfortable with that. Some people cannot yeah, stand. Yeah, physically can't. Can't physically can't. So you should never require that people stand, but it should be okay. Okay. It should so be give okay. them the freedom to, to yes. move around if they want. It's to. an option, if and and you don't have to walk or stand for the entire meeting. Right. But if after ten minutes or fifteen minutes you think I would like to stand up, it should okay. be okay to do that. Okay. And what we know is that you'll do a better job of focusing if you can move around, even if you're moving, which is counterintuitive. Yeah. It's one of the results from Kahneman's book that you'd think, no, no, intense focus requires not moving. No, you need to keep the, I mean, I know this from, if I don't get up and move around, I fall, I literally fall asleep. Well, and, I have to keep the blood flowing. And that's true and for everybody like that. That, that they've measured it in experiments. The people who move around do yeah. a better job, whether it's a lecture or studying a piece of art or paying attention to a problem. Right. It doesn't matter what it is. By getting up and moving, okay. we do a better job and we feel better okay. than if we were just sitting. Just sitting there. Okay. Yeah, indeed. The other thing you can always do is have something to drink in front of you. Okay. Water, We're not allowed to do that here because Chris well, gets mad. Yeah, I, I can understand. <laughs> and, and, and you don't have to say drink because if you're thirsty... You just drink it. Your brain will say, I'm ready, let's have a drink. Okay. And you will drink. Because most of the time, we're dehydrated. Yeah. We don't drink enough water, and so our dehydrated brains don't do a good job of okay. thinking. So every meeting should Make have sure water. Water. Okay. water on the table, water in front of... Of everybody. everybody. Have the option of standing up. Okay. It would be even better if you could do the meeting outside. Really? Yes. Okay. And there are many companies now that are having walking meetings. Okay. It, you can't do it with a large group, but if there are only two or three people. Yeah. They walk. They go outside. They don't get distracted by all the... No, you do or, a better... Or does that keep them more focused? That's because what we're hardwired to do. Okay. That's what we're hardwired to do. In fact, one of the micro breaks that's recommended in the book to just, you know, if you don't have time to get up and actually take a break is yeah. just look up. Okay. Look up and look around. Look at the horizon or where the horizon would be if you could see the horizon. Right. That's where we are at our best. Okay. So many companies are doing that now. If it's a small group and we need to have a discussion about something, let's go outside. Go outside. And we'll have a walking meeting. Take okay. your bottle of water with you. Right. And we'll walk while we'll... Steve Jobs has a famous quote that I use all the time. When okay. he wanted to talk to somebody about an idea, he would come into their office and he would say, let's go for a walk. Okay. And they would go outside right. and talk about the idea. Okay. So 
that's where we feel best. So you just we said this best. thing about the horizon, and I can see yeah. where somebody might use that to try to make the argument, well, I'm going to look away, I'm going to look at my email, and then I'll check back in with the meeting, because I need some <laughs> other stimulus, I can't go outside, so I'm going to sit here and... Well, you're not looking for a distraction, what you're looking for is what's best for your brain. Okay. And the research shows that being in nature, Better they've for even brain. done studies in hospitals, People are recovering from various kinds of surgeries. Right. If they just have a window, if they just have a window where they can see Outside. the top of a tree or okay. some grass, wow. they require fewer meds. They okay. get better, faster. They're happier. Their mood improves. We're hardwired yeah. to be creatures that spend a lot of time walking around okay. outside and where are we now dave we're inside in a giant <laughs> hall inside a giant biodome <laughs> that we will never leave <laughs> we'll never get but that's out that's one of the things we'll be, we, we i did a podcast about people preparing for the conference and one of the things we always is you have to leave you've got to go you outside have to. Yeah. absolutely and at least there are windows here yes uh, in some of the gay lords there are no there are windows yeah. you don't even know is yeah. there an outside is it raining is the sun shining we have no idea yeah ah. yeah so one last thing okay about meetings usually there's a reason for the meeting and right. often it's to make a decision yes. of some kind and what we know is that system two does a better job of making decisions, and that's what you want, your right. conscious, rational system two to be involved. Often in meetings, especially if we're tired and we've been running longer than our 45 minutes, yeah. system one takes over. That's the emotional, yeah. full of heuristics and cognitive biases. You don't want that part making the decision. Right. So the research shows that if you just take a 10-minute break, before you make the decision? Before you make the decision. Okay. It will be better. Okay. So, have your discussion. Right. Uh, no more than 45 minutes. Yeah. And then say, we need to make a decision about this. Okay. So, we're going to take a 10-minute 10 10 minute break. 10-minute walk outside. And we'll go with outside. With some water. And we'll walk around and okay. we'll have some water. And when we come back, after 10 minutes. Make a better and, choice. And that has to be a requirement. You must leave the room. Right. You got... You may not be able to go outside, but you must leave the room. You must okay. stand up and leave the room and come back 10 minutes later. And do you need to do something else or can you... Like it's if better if you do. Okay. Occupy your, your mind focus. and don't just walk around mulling over whatever the yeah. decision is. No, go do something. I'll go check your email, call, make that phone call. Yeah. Uh, better yet, go outside, uh, look at the horizon. Take your brain somewhere else. Go somewhere else. Okay. And 10 minutes, 10 minutes, come back and then make, make the, the decision. Call. Okay. So in the couple of years since I've read Kahneman's book and I have been working with companies, they all say the same thing. Right. That handful of recommendations about meetings has changed everything. Wow. Just the notion, no more than 45 minutes, yeah. make sure everybody's hydrated, people can stand up and walk around. And walk around. If it's a decision you really care about, take 10 a minute break, break okay. and then we'll come back has made all the difference. That's awesome. Simple. Yeah. Well, and you boiled that book down. There you go. I mean, the you book don't have is, to read it now. I just gonna saved you eleven hours. Well, I know. Dave. Last year you were like, I said I'm going to read it. You're like, you really don't want to do that. And I'm, 
I have 11 <laughs> hours left. I'm going to finish that book. So. And when you do, you'll say, well, yeah, it's just what Linda yeah, told me. Exactly. I'll be like, all right, <laughs> boil that down to two interviews. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? Linda at lindarising.org. Okay. I have a brand new website. Thank you to okay. my husband who redesigned everything. That's awesome. And if you go there, lindarising.org, okay. then there's a little contact Okay. Box and they can get up. in touch with you yeah, and invite absolutely. you to come teach them to can, walk around. We can talk about thinking fast and slow. All right, cool. Indeed. This is great. Thank you very much, Linda. My pleasure. And enjoy the rest of the conference. 